Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello, Rush Nation, and welcome to the Five Yard Dynasty podcast. I am Liam, your host, and I am on my own today, but no worries, we are back with the wide receiver end of season review and last week we had Antonio on the podcast um, and he couldn't get the answer to the brain teaser that I left you with at the end of the last episode so let me fill in the blank for you so the brain teaser was which running back had the highest difference between their points per game rank and their end of season rank Bonus points if you can guess the correct difference between the two ranks as well. Um, So just like the previous week with quarterbacks, the um, name that you're trying to guess probably wasn't anywhere near in your mind. So it's Ty Montgomery. If you got that right, congrats. I have no idea how you got that. Um, He had one game all season that he was accounted for and he scored 10.3 points that's why his rank difference was like massively different um he finished the season as the running back 35 in points per game and running back 116th in um full season scoring so that's a huge difference the difference is 81 so if you've got anywhere between 76 and 86 i'll give you the extra bonus point just for um just for some fun there but wait until the end i've got uh, another brain teaser and this one will be easier i promise i promise it's a name that you will have heard of let's dive right into the um top 12 wide receivers previous weeks i've gone over what teams that might be looking at wide receiver changes um like new wide receivers coming in, they're losing wide receivers, I might draft some, but that could be every team. Last um, off-season proved that no, I, we have no idea what's going to happen at wide receiver. Big contracts are going to get signed. Like last season, we saw AJ Brown get moved and sign a massive contract. We saw Hollywood Brown moved um, during the draft. We saw Terry McLaurin sign a big contract. Um, this year, we could be looking at guys like T. Higgins and C.D. Lamb signing big contracts, but they're not free agents um, at the end of the 2023 season or um, uh, right now going into free agency. Sorry, they are free agents going into the 2023 season unless fifth year options or extensions come about. But what I'm trying to say is wide receiver is such a versatile landscape as it is. Um, 
there's not a huge amount of um, guesswork that can go into the wide receiver uh, landscape in 2023. What I will be doing is having a look at some of the top people at the wide receiver position that are going into free agency. Um, and it's a it's a weird one because there's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of big names going into free agency. It's kind of kind of weird. So um, guys that I'm pulling out of this list, Juju Smith-Schuster is probably the first guy that I kind of think of when I look at uh, the free agency list. He had he's had a great season so far. Um, and obviously he's still ongoing in the playoffs. Um, he's a guy that I was massively high on in the season. Um, and before the season, his age um, and going to a guy like Patrick Mahomes, he had nine hundred and thirty that he played, and that was across the 18-game season. Um, he did miss two, um, or, or missed one game, sorry. But he still had... A terrific season, in my opinion. Um, only three touchdowns, so that's um, where he kind of faltered. And he ended as the PPR 20, wide receiver 27. Um, he could be moving on um, in free agency. And then his teammate as well, Mark, uh, Nicole Hardman, sorry. He's another guy that could be moving on. I wouldn't put him in my top 10, but he's just a guy that I wanted to mention because at 25, teams are going to be looking at paying paying up for that speed and hopefully utilising it um, a bit more. A guy that flashed a few times during the season, Paris Campbell, who's going to free agency as well. Um, these aren't names that are going to fill you with much confidence. It's not like um, a few years ago when there was a lot of movement um, through the free agency market. Um, looking through Alan Lazard could be moving on. But again, these aren't names that are going to get you excited as a, a fantasy football player. There's, I'm looking through the list and I've, I've basically picked apart the, the top guys that could be moving around. Jacoby Myers, um, Jarvis Landry as well. But there's not much else. Julio, Julio Jones, if you really want to go down that route. Um but yeah, it, it's scarce. So I think the the wide receivers are going to be moved through trades and in the draft. Um, and that's where we're going to see a lot of movement. Um, Sterling Shepard is one guy that was doing well for the three games he played. And then, um, and then unfortunately got injured during that third game. So moving on, we may as well dive into the top 12 wide receivers. And um, as usual, I use PPR scoring points per game, top 12. So this isn't season long. And I only use weeks 1 to 17 because they are the most relevant weeks to fantasy football. No one, or say no one, most people don't play in week 18. If you play in week 18, I don't know what you're doing. I don't agree with it. Um, you're going to have a lot of players sit during that week and... Um, they're most likely the best players on people's rosters. So you're you're negatively affecting probably the playoff portions um, by playing in week 18. So with that being said, I'll quickly race through the top 12 and then we'll dive into a few. So 
Justin Jefferson um, ended as the points per game wide receiver one and season finish wide receiver one. Undoubtedly the wide receiver one. He was the wide receiver one in August DLF ADP. And then um, I'm just looking at... I should have this up. Yeah, in January ADP from DLF, um, he's also the wide receiver one. So there's no movement and none expected, really. Wide receiver two is going to surprise a lot of people, and that is Cooper Cup. In points per game, because he only played nine games, he still was the wide receiver two because he was just insane. But what I find extremely interesting here is he was the wide receiver 21 in season finish, even though he played nine games. He still missed, what's that, eight games? And he was still a wide receiver 21. He's still a wide receiver too. That is nuts. Um, so we're going to see a lot more of the old guard here. So Tyreek Hill, wide receiver three. Um, Devontae Adams, wide receiver four. Stefan Diggs, wide receiver five. And then Jamar Chase and some of the new guys come through. Um, wide receiver six, Jamar Chase again played 12 games. Um, so I didn't finish the full season um, and had a few games out with some injuries there. Um, finished as wide receiver 16 in season long, but he was still top five, well, top six, I suppose, uh, wide receiver six in the season. Um, through points per game. So when he was on the field, he was incredible. It was just that he was on the field. AJ Brown, um, wide receiver seven. CD Lamb, wide receiver eight. Amon Rasen Brown, um, a guy that I was very wrong on, wide receiver nine. DeAndre Hopkins played only nine games. He had that suspension, uh, had a few games out with injuries, wide receiver 10. T Higgins, wide receiver 11. And and Jalen Waddle, wide receiver 12. Before we dive into some of the um, specifics, I want to pose an overall question here. When you look at those names, you have the young guys like Justin Jefferson, um, Jamar Chase, AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Amon Rasa Brown, T Higgins, Jalen Waddle. Those are the young guys, right? All of those guys are under. 25 apart from aj brown who's 26 sorry everyone else is under 25 in that um in that list going into the 2023 season they're all 25 or younger at the moment as we speak then you've got the old guard as i called them at the start you've got cooper cup tyree kill Devontae adams stefan diggs deandre hopkins all of which the youngest wide receiver going into um, the 2023 season. Uh, it's actually a tie between between Tyreek Hill and Stefan Diggs. Do we need to have a new conversation about the values that we have at wide receiver? Because it seems that at 27, wide receiver value kind of falls off a cliff. It's like the running backs at Run, uh, age 26, 25, 26. It just disappears. There's no more value for the type of value that you're getting through the points. You can't seem to find that value on the trade market. And it's 
quite frankly insane to me if you're in contending and you can get one of these guys on your roster for the trade market value you are laughing because you're getting significantly more coins than what you traded away the thing that i think we're going to see especially over this off season is people not selling on players like that like the, the younger guys at that value when they hit that 27 mark like aj brown do you believe that this time next year if he keeps up this elite run this elite way of play that he's got with the eagles right now if he keeps that up in the 2023 season and he's turning 2020 he's turning 27 in the 2024 off season do you think that his value is going to fall off a cliff i don't and i think that's going to be massive in the terms of wide receivers because we're going to see a lot of um we're going to see a lot of change in the way that people value those elite and i'm i'm only talking about the elite players here if we look at some of the other older guys they've got no value and i'll come on to us excuse me i'll come on to those in a little while but aj brown is a prime example of this i think that his value is going to be the same in three years time if he keeps up this type of play this level of play his value is not going to change if not it's going to go up it's not going to decrease because of his age and that's the main thing here age is going to start to become a bit more irrelevant and I think we're going to push it to 29 or 30 years old. When I was saying 27 as the drop-off value, I think I'm not just saying let's push it to 28. I think genuinely people are going to see 30 and for these elite players still going to keep paying up for them because they are going to be ridiculous. And I'm talking four years down the line at this point because I'm hoping anyway we have these young guys in our top 12 um for a long long time because it'll set up a lot of good dynasty rosters let's dive into a few so as i said justin jefferson wide receiver one across the board in august dlf adp january dlf adp season finish and points per game i'm not going to go into it much longer he tore up the season absolutely incredible tyreek hill is a guy that has surprised a lot of people there were not in the offseason, people were knocking Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill combined because they didn't know which one was going to pop off. Some had Tyreek Hill higher, some had Jalen Waddle higher. I don't think many people had them high and in amongst the same together, like um, I and a few others did around wide receiver four, five to seven or eight. I think that a lot of people kind of had that. I think I had Jalen Waddle around wide receiver 13, so I won't take a lot of credit there. But Tyree Kill ended up putting a wide receiver two season long finish and um, through the 17 weeks and points per game, he was a wide receiver three, even though he was drafted as the wide receiver 10. That is quite frankly incredible. I mean, he is only 28 and uh, going into next season as 29. But He's currently being drafted as the wide receiver six. And as I say this, I'm kind of biting my tongue a little bit because Jalen Waddle is slightly higher. Um, 
but he's the wide receiver six right now. Is this going to be peak value for him? Are we ever going to see him get higher than wide receiver six? Um, maybe when we get closer to the season starting and there's no question marks around Tua's future and um, that's all been confirmed, I think that's the time to sell Tyreek because that's going to be peak value or even when he's scoring points. I think the biggest thing for him right now is he's a massive hold because he's only going to increase in value as the offseason runs. I think if you don't sell this season, you're going to start regretting that maybe. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to regress. I just don't think that that value is going to hold throughout the entire season. He has another season like he did this this year. Then kudos to him. And I don't think there's anything I can say about that. But if he doesn't, I don't think he ever returns to this value that he's at or will be at at the start of the season um, before the season at the start of the season. Devontae Adams, I think, again, he's a hold. I don't think you can do anything with him. Carr posted, like Derek Carr posted that, um, sorry, De um, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, he was seen posting that Instagram post saying goodbye to um, Raiders Nation to the I nearly called them Oakland uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and I think that's causing a lot of concern because we don't know whether the Raiders are going to trade Devontae Adams, I can't see it happening but if they can get the first and second back that they traded away to Green Bay last year, I can kind of see them doing it otherwise I think Devontae Adams is staying there and we just don't know what that quarterback situation is if Devontae Adams gets Tom Brady, I can imagine the hype going insane before the season. Um, he is currently being drafted as the wide receiver 12 um, at 30 going into next year. I can kind of see why. But I think if you're contending wide receiver 12, you can do a lot worse. Stefan Diggs, he finished as the wide receiver 5 in, P, uh, in points per game wide receiver four in season finish and he was drafted as the wide receiver five so about where people expected when they drafted him he's currently going as wide receiver seven i don't know whether i agree with this with where adams is going adams is currently going wide receiver 12 as i said in january adp so why is there such a gap between these two i don't get it I personally don't. I understand the quarterback concern, but as long as Devontae Adams has a mediocre quarterback that can get him the ball, I mean, he did it with Jared Stitton. He did it with Derek Carr. He's done it with Aaron Rodgers, obviously. Um, I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is bad, but I'm just going through his quarterback. He's done it with a plethora of quarterbacks now. Why is there such a gap just because of that uncertainty? Maybe... If you think you're a contender going into next year, picking up a vet like Devontae Adams isn't a bad move whatsoever at wide receiver 12 prices. But if you are, you've got to understand that you are probably picking him up at a value you're not going to receive in a year's time. Even if he puts up a wide receiver 1 to 5, um, an overall wide receiver 1 to wide receiver 5, 
season, I don't think you're getting the value back that you traded for him this offseason. So he is a buy, but moving back over to Stefan Diggs, we don't know what's going to happen with him. The Bills crashed out of the playoffs this um, weekend just passed. And there was a lot of frustration there. I think that's all it is, just frustration. I don't think there's much to talk about there. Um, people will try and make it out more than it is, but I don't think it it's much there. So I think Stefan Diggs will probably just sit at level playing field as where he was this year. Jamar Chase, kind of already spoken about him. AJ Brown and CD Lamb are both guys I wanted to speak about because both guys are going to want... Uh, I mean, C.D. Lamb's going to want a big contract. I believe A.J. Brown signed one when he moved to the um, Eagles, or more accurately, he was traded to the Eagles. I think that it's interesting because C.D. Lamb is wide receiver three, A.J. Brown is wide receiver four. Um, I think they're just going to stay where they are. I mean, they, they haven't really moved. C.D. Lamb was wide receiver four in August, and um, AJ Brown wide receiver six, so they they kind of are where they are. I don't expect much movement there. Um, I think if Sean Payton comes into um, into Dallas and they get rid of Mike McCarthy, that's going to affect CD Lamb's value a little bit. I think it's going to go up because they're going to see what he what they did with Michael Thomas, maybe. But I don't know. I don't, I, I don't. I think CD Lamb and AJ Brown are just steady bets at the moment. Amar Rasent Brown, we're finally on to one of the more controversial guys that I want to speak about. And a lot of people have ears have just peaked because I just said Amar Rasent Brown is controversial. He was the wide receiver 25 in August um, ADP. He ended the season as the wide receiver nine by points per game or wide receiver seven in season long. He's currently going as the wide receiver eight in DLF ADP. I talked to guys that would take him higher than that. I talked to guys that are completely out and don't want to take it. I kind of see both arguments here. I see that people are saying, well, if he's not going to be a wide receiver one for you, then when is he ever going to be a wide receiver one? What does he need to do? And I get that. I, I get that Amar Asa Brown now for two years has done incredible things for the Lions. Um, I'm just trying to find his season-long finish for last year. So he was the PPR wide receiver 21 last year. Um, and that was with a fair few games where he basically wasn't used. He, it was weeks 13 to 18 where he was really used and he scored a lot of his points. And then he carried that on into this year. He had two games where he scored six points combi combined and then... The rest of the year, the lowest score he had was 9.95 points. He had an incredible season. But my worry is at the end of the season when um, when Jamison Williams, the rookie wide receiver that tore his ACL um, towards the end of the college season in 2021, when he started to come back, um, he was getting a lot of the the big plays he was or he's making big plays he had a 40 yard jet sweep he had a 40 yard um catch his first touch was a touchdown um a, a longish touchdown at that as well i think there's a lot of 
things that we need to consider with A1 Russell Brown. I can also see the wide, uh, the Lions taking another wide receiver, maybe not in the first or second round, but a bit later on. Um, obviously, Amon Ra was a fourth round pick, and you don't expect many fourth round picks to do what he did. It's extremely rare. Um, there's one that comes up every so often, but it's extremely rare. Doesn't mean to say Amon Rice and Brown is going to completely disappear from the Lions game plan. If they were to do that, then they're idiots because he makes the offense move. He he's been the centerpiece of that offense. But at the same time, he has been the center of that offense while DeAndre Swift has been injured, while um, Jamal Williams was just getting touchdown after touchdown. Um that there's nothing else there. There was DJ Chark that was doing bits. There was Josh Reynolds that was there doing bits. Um, I know I'm forgetting someone else, but I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. But that's my concern with Amor Asabrat. And I'm a reserved, risk-averse player in Dynasty. If I were an Amor Brown owner, which I am in a single league, I would be selling right now. Wide receiver eight is ludicrous to me anyway. I've got, I say ludicrous, it's not offensive and it's not horrendous. I've got him slightly lower. I've got him around the wide receiver 12 mark. But I really do think that he is at risk of either Jared Goff not being as good because he's had some of the best years of his career in um, Detroit, but he came crashing down in Los Angeles when he was playing for the Rams um, after a few years. But you could also see it the other way. I think that Amon Ra has that wide receiver one overall upside, and not many players do. That's why I'm kind of stuck on Amon Ra and Brown. I think where he's going at the moment is a little bit too high, but I do understand why people are taking him there. I'm just personally a little bit lower on him. If I was to try and sell him, um, I'd want I'd do him I'd trade him 101 for um, or I'd trade Amor Asa Brown for the 101 i.e. Um, Bijan or Bryce Young whoever is the 101 or CJ Stroud um, after the the first uh, after the NFL draft and landing spots and draft capital have been decided think 102 103 i could see myself going for it maybe wanting a tiny bit more just to sway in the deal um 104 onwards i'm probably asking for more well, in fact i am asking for more um seeing amor ra some brown you could probably get more than this as well that's the thing about amor ra brown you could probably get more than um the 102 103 um, but I'm just thinking where I've got him, where I'd put Bryce Hall uh, or Bryce Hall. Um, no, sorry, Bryce Young, um, CJ Stroud, and Bijan Robinson right now in my dynasty rankings. Moving on to the odd one out in the top 12, and that was DeAndre Hopkins. He was the wide receiver 41 in season finish. He was the wide receiver 44 in August. Yeah, he was the wide receiver 10 in hit points per game. And this is why I like to look at points per game. He's the oldest guy in this 
list in the top 12 um, is going into the season next year as 31. Um, one of three over 30s going into next year. So he's on here because there's so many questions about the Arizona Cardinals going into the offseason. We have no idea who the head coach is going to be, the GM. We have no idea whether he's going to be traded because there's talks about him being traded. Um, we have no idea what the offense is going to look like going into next year. I think this is where Marquise Brown could be, um, or Hollywood Brown, whichever name you're more familiar with. He could be a sneaky buy because if DeAndre Hopkins gets traded, then you're looking at um, Marquise Brown being a great buy and, and becomes a great play. He becomes the wide receiver one in the offense with his college, college quarterback. That's why they went out and traded for him. But then the issue comes, Kyler Murray tore his ACL towards the latter part of the season. So they have no quarterback starting the season. We don't know when he's going to get back. And even when he gets back, is he going to be healthy? So you could possibly miss out the entire of the 2023 season with a not 100% coming back from an ACL Kyler Murray. And is that the type of quarterback you want throwing to DeAndre Hopkins? I think DeAndre Hopkins owners, you're hoping for a trade because you don't want Colt McCoy or whoever is going to be backing up there, Trace McSorley, whoever, throwing the ball to DeHop. You want a competent quarterback, um, a starting quarterback. Moving on to the last two, T. Higgins and Jalen Waddle. I know I'd only touch about, I know I said I only touch on a few, but I've ended up going through the list anyway. These two, wide receiver nine and wide receiver 11 in August, um, respectively, basically flipped that for their season long finishes. Wide receiver 13 for T. Higgins and wide receiver eight for Jalen Waddle, and yet finished back to back in points per game. They currently are going um, T. Higgins, wide receiver nine, Jalen Waddle, wide receiver five which is interesting i think general waddle if you were to try and trade him you probably wouldn't be getting wide receiver five price um i personally wouldn't be taking general waddle there i've got um tyreek hill for example stefan diggs slightly above we've even got t higgins above him the thing about t higgins is he's going to be asking for a contract this season uh, this off season that could negatively affect him going into next season um, in terms of if he were to get, or his value, should I say. Because if he were, wasn't to get that um, contract, because they've got a few other contracts coming up, is he going to stay there? And if he doesn't, is he going to thrive with another quarterback? Because we don't know what he's like without Joe Burrow. That being said, if he doesn't sign a contract this offseason, He's going into a contract year, and there's a lot of research out there that contract years are really good for um, players because, oh, for fantasy purposes at least, because they end up doing better. I mean, look at Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley coming back from injury. Saquon Barkley still got up to stardom. Josh Jacobs playing in a contract year still did really well. Miles Sanders did, had a better year than usual contract year 
I've only picked out a few. It doesn't happen across the board, but it's, it seems like a good bet that if people go into or players go into contract year, they might do better going forward. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So let's think outside the numbers here, outside the top 12. So the first guy that I wanted to pick up on is Amari Cooper. Um, Matt from the fancy wildcard guys um, at Matt Dynasty FF, I believe it is. I'm sorry, Matt, if you if I've got that wrong. He put out a tweet asking um, about Amari Rogers and him being super undervalued, and I completely agree with this sentiment. You saw Deshaun Watson come back at the end of the season, not do brilliantly, but. Amari Cooper still was the wide receiver 10 overall in season-long scoring. He was the wide receiver 16 in points per game. That's why he wasn't in the top 12. And that was with Jacoby Brissett for most of the season, with Deshaun Watson coming in, trying to figure out the offense um, or how to play in the offense. And I don't think enough people have caught on. He was the wide receiver 34 in August. The wide receiver 34, I think that's stealing if you were a contending team, or he probably made your team a contender. The interesting thing is he's still the wide receiver 28. He's still not a top 24 wide receiver. I think that's because there's so many young guys right now that it's kind of pushing the aged guys down, as I mentioned earlier. But He's not lost a step. I think if you're looking to contend, Amari Cooper is a sneaky buy at the start of this season. I don't think a wide receiver being drafted or whatever is going to happen in the offseason is going to affect him that much. Even if they bring in the top wide receiver in the um, free agency market, Juju Smith-Schuster, in my opinion at least, I don't think that's going to change Amari Cooper's finish. I still think he's going to be a wide receiver 12 in season long if he's not injured. So do we need to value Amari Cooper a little bit more? I think so. I think he's genuinely a first-round pick. At least he's tradable for a first-round pick. I think you could probably get him for an early second, which I think is kind of nuts, especially if a rebuilding team still have him on their roster or a team that finished, say, draft picks three to seven, and you're, you won last year, or, or season just gone, I think you could try and get in for an early second, maybe even a mid-second, and someone might take you off on it. If you've got a late second, maybe throw in a third and see how it goes. You have no idea whether someone's going to accept that type of offer. And he's going to be cheaper now than he is in... Um, in six months time when we get to the start of the season so sorry eight months time when we get to the start of the season next guy um Devontae Smith I mean 
there's not much for me to really mention here. I've got him because he was back to back with Amari Cooper, who's wide receiver 25. I was pounding the table at the start of the season saying that he is low, too low. Uh, I know AJ Brown came into his house and um, took over that wide receiver one role, but Devontae Smith proved that he can still be a wide receiver one, and he ended up as the wide receiver nine in season long, wide receiver 15 in points per game. He had a few big games, had a few small games, and then he, he, he was up and down, but he was quite good for your team. I mean, I say quite good. If the wide receiver 15 in points per game, that's pretty good. The thing, the thing with him is he's going into his third year now. Um, he'll be demanding a contract next offseason. I think the Eagles will pay it because why wouldn't they? Is is intent? Is insane. But I know they've got AJ Brown. Can't imagine a reason why they wouldn't pay it unless Hurts falls off a cliff next season for whatever reason. Again, don't see it happening. So. Devonta Smith right now um, is a wide receiver 14 in AD in January ADP. I think at that price, he's kind of where he should be. Um, I don't have him in my top 12 personally, but he's around guys I would also have around him. So DK Metcalf, for example, um, Chris Olave. I think both guys are that they're all should be around that mark and i i can't completely agree with the adp there christian kirk is an interesting one he was going as the wide receiver 51 in august um, and he ended up as the wide receiver 14 in season long or wide receiver 12 uh, 22 sorry in points per game he completely shocked everyone myself and rich laughed at his contract um, saying that it was way too much, and I mean way too much, um, and it ended up being fine. I mean, we saw that the the wide receiver market went nuts last off season, um, primarily with Christian Kirk being the first wide receiver um, taken off the market and being paid a ludicrous amount. We thought at the time he was made into something, and. He was really good in the offense. I think T Law, if he takes steps, sorry, Trevor Lawrence, if he takes a step forward, um, Christian Kirk's going to be a part of that. I just don't think he's going to be the whole solution. So I kind of see this as his ceiling. I don't see him, I don't foresee him doing any better than we saw him do this season, or much better, should I say. Um, just having a look. He he had eight touchdowns, so he, not not too many touchdowns. I I had it in my head that he had more touchdowns than that, um, and touchdowns are pretty sticky. He had a career high in touchdowns, but he had over a hundred, uh, over a thousand yards, one thousand one hundred and eighty yards, and he had eighty four target, uh, eighty four receptions on one hundred and thirty three targets, the most that he's had in his career, um, of all categories. So, yeah, a career year, but I don't know how much I trust um, Kurt going forward. We've got Calvin Ridley coming back. So do we see um, Calvin Ridley take some of that offensive production? Um, if Trevor Lawrence doesn't take a step forward, will that negatively um, impact Christian Kirk? 
I think so. You've also got the draft coming up and um, you could potentially see the Jaguars take, an, uh, take a wide receiver. Again, every team can take a wide receiver, so don't put too much into that. But I think Christian Kirk is someone that you need to kind of look out for. Next on my list is actually the opposite. So they didn't do very well this season. Elijah Moore, wide receiver 28 in DLF ADP, ended as the wide receiver 98, the lowest I've got on my show sheet this year, uh, in this week. He didn't do very well at all. Um, season finish was wide receiver 80. We know all the issues around the... Um, we know all the issues around that wide receiver room, around that team in general. The, the quarterback room is probably the, the biggest um, concern there. We have no idea what's going on with the quarterback right now. So I think that makes Elijah Moore very hard to draft. He's currently the wide receiver 48, which I think is kind of sneaky good. What? I understand the reluctance to buy, but I think the Jets are going to go out into the free agency market or even the trade market and want to address this quarterback position. They recognize that they've got a great defense and they're in a that they could be in a Super Bowl window if this defense carries up what they did this year, as well as if they get a quarterback that is sufficient enough. And when I say sufficient enough, I just mean that's passable, that's mediocre. Everything Zach Wilson basically hasn't been. You could have a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo or a guy that um, Rich Thor, Derek Carr, could move into um, the, the New York Jets quarterback room as their starter. I think that's going to be a huge bump for Elijah Moore. My concern is the whole issue around the coaching staff and that relationship they haven't mended that properly i don't know where we see elijah moore in a year's time i think it's just very very difficult to try and predict but he has great upside to be a, a huge return on investment if you were to buy him right now you could probably get him for a late second maybe even an early third um I would wait until close to the draft to try and get him, but I think that's, that's not a bad buy. Maybe wait until free agency, just before free agency, when the hype hasn't started yet. That's probably a time to buy because Elijah Moore, if you are going to buy him, could return huge. He could also be a complete dud and flame out of the league. We have no idea. Darnell Mooney is... Darnell Mooney is another guy that started the season with high, we had high hopes for him and they crashed and burned. He did go on to IR and he has been out with a, a few injuries. So there's not a lot to say with this one. But the reason I put him on the list is how much that Bears offense could change this year. They have multiple or they have many picks this year. They also have no wide receivers, really. Um, I'm surprised they gave up their second for Chase Claypool that ended up being the 33rd overall pick, the first pick in the second round. Um, they've got Darnell Mooney and 
that's it. They've got no one else. They've drafted Vilas Jones that started come on. You've got Equinemis and Brown. And that that's really it. There's nothing else there. So um my concern is that they go out in free agency and they try and add someone. But as we saw, or as you heard, there's not a lot in free agency in terms of the wide receiver market. Maybe Juju goes there. That's it. That's the only one that I'm really concerned about for Darnell Mooney. My concern is more the draft. And there's a few good wide receivers in this draft that could uh, be the wide receiver one. We've seen Darnell Mooney be the wide receiver two with Alan Robinson opposite as the wide receiver one and still produce. So maybe is a, a good time to buy Darnell Mooney. Um, he's wide receiver 43 in current um, January ADP. So if you can get him for the same price, again, he's a boom bust kind of play. Um, he could go either way this offseason. I could be, see him being a wide receiver two. I don't be, foresee him being a wide receiver one, but he could be a top 24 wide receiver or he could be as useless to you as this season has been for him. Now, I've got a pair of wide receivers before we get out of here that I wanted to talk about. First off is Cortland Sutton, so therefore you can probably guess the next one. But Cortland Sutton was the wide receiver 21 in um, August, and he finished as a wide receiver 45, or points per game 47. Was he just a product of a bad offense, or do we see anything else from him for the rest of his career? I think that's the big question. And if you know the answer, obviously, you need to try and buy or sell, regardless, depending on which one it is. He had 109 targets in his 15 games. He didn't really do a huge amount. He still had 900 yards, um, 800 yards, which is which is pretty good. But that team was, and that offense specifically, was dysfunctional. So he was a solid wide receiver he's his top rank um weekly rank was wide receiver 16 um i mean when i go to his lowest it's wide receiver 76 for the games that he did play but games where he actually scored decent points he was over 10 points and obviously that sounds a bit off but for the start of the, the season, he was no lower than wide receiver 39. He had 10 points in every single one of those games. Towards the end of the season, in games where he played and did something, he was a wide receiver 37 lowest, and he was around a wide receiver 26 highest. So I think that's kind of what you're going to see from him going forward. I don't think we're ever going to see the uh, Cortland Sutton from... 2019 where he was a top 24 wide receiver I think that you're just going to have to put up with what he is now um, if you've got him you've just got to hold and hope that offense starts doing something going into next year um, and if you if they start doing something reap the benefits and I, I'd say trade him right now no one wants him no one's going to pay up for him so you can't really do anything with him Jerry Judy is the last guy, as you probably guessed when I said I've got a pair. Um, again, was he a product of a bad offense? He didn't. He did better than um, Cortland Sutton at the start of the season on my record, saying that I had 
I prefer to have Sutton over Judy because I didn't believe in Judy this year. Um, that was obviously wrong. He was the wide receiver 32 in ADP. So ADP agreed with what I said. Season finish was wide receiver 26 and um, points per game was wide receiver 29. Sorry. So he again is a guy that kind of felt like a product of a bad offense. But what I'm interested to know is how much do you believe in him? Because he's currently going as the wide receiver 30. That is late first, early second territory. I mean, we talked about Amari Cooper, that he's going two picks ahead of him. I don't think their trade value is the same, and this is why I was talking about Amari Cooper being a buy. I think Jerry Judy, just because of his age, will demand more than Amari Cooper in the trade market. But Jerry Judy, if if you want to play a game um, while you're driving a car or having a run, however you listen to this podcast, through weeks 13 to 17, what do you think his um, rank was? Where do you think he ranked in scoring both points per game and normal like during that time with the exact same rank so between why week 13 and 17 where do you think he ranked i'll give you a second not too long you've already been able to have a think about it so it was the wide receiver nine that's right wide receiver nine overall during a five week span he had incredible numbers he did have the oh Overall wide receiver one week against Kansas City in week 14. He had the um, wide receiver 15 week in week 16, which I think is definitely something people need to be paying more attention to. But then when we look at week 18 included in that, week 13 to 18, we see him go up to wide receiver six in season long and wide receiver six in PPR as well, or I say season long within that span and flat and his average over those games was also wide receiver six because he had the wide receiver three overall week in uh, week 18. I think that he's been severely undervalued or say severely, I think he's undervalued compared to where he should be based on those weeks. And I'm aware that it's a small sample size, but what's changing in Denver? The head coach and therefore the offensive scheme. But that's it. Russell Wilson, I think, will have a bounce back year and he might be undervalued compared to where he should be or where we kind of expect a bounce back to go. I think coming with that will be Jerry Judy. I don't think Corlin Sutton will jump as high as Corlin, uh, as Jerry Judy might. And if you're paying an early second, late first for Jerry Judy, I think if he makes that jump and keeps up those type of numbers, whereas a wide receiver two for a few of those weeks during week 13 and 18, he was also the wide receiver one during those weeks. Oh, a wide receiver one for those some of those weeks. I think Jerry Judy is quite an in- interesting buy. And if I can get him for the 111, 112, I'd do that. 110 is probably where I start to hesitate. I'd probably do it for the 110, 19 on like further, further down in the draft as earlier than that. I 
think I'd start to struggle and I'd want a bit more coming back. But those are the type of players that you kind of want to make. You want to drop down from a guy that you think is too hard, ranked too high, to a Jerry Judy and pick up some value there and hope that Jerry Judy comes up. For example, Christian Kirk. And they're going around the same mark right now in ADP. Do you move from a Christian Kirk down to a Jerry Judy? Or, sorry, Christian Kirk's wide receiver 33, Jerry Judy is wide receiver 30. So Kirk is slightly behind. Would you move Kirk for Judy? I think that's an interesting conversation you need to have with yourself. And if your team, if it fits your team, I think it could definitely bump up your uh, bump up your overall team's value. As we start to get out of here, um, I'm going to leave you with a brain teaser and a dynasty tip that I've created, I've come up with. So my dynasty tip is always stay in touch with the market. So what I mean by that is you always need to be thinking about who could potentially move value in the next few weeks, next month next three months if you can predict that correctly um, you are always going to be ahead of the game and therefore be accumulating value and that's the whole point of dynasty that's the whole fascination with dynasty no one can really prove it so these are the games that you need to try and play buy high uh, buy low sell high easier said than done but these are the bits that you need to be looking at to really pull apart that market. Jerry Judy, do you think that he's going to be higher at the end of, or this time next year? Do you think he's going to be lower? If you think one or the other, that's where you've got to sell. If you think they're going to stay where they are, I don't think you're going to trade them whatsoever. Jerry Judy, I think he's buy. My dynasty tip is stay in touch with the market, but I'm still going to pump Jerry Judy as a buy right now. The brain teaser for this week is one that um, I've hinted at during the um, podcast. So which wide receiver did I have to exclude from the top 12 wide receivers in points per game because they didn't play enough games? So a tip I use minimum four games played. So you have to play four games or more. Um, or, yeah, four games or more to be included in my top 12. I will point out that I have said his name during this podcast. And which one? I'll go through that again. Which wide receiver did I have to exclude from the top 12 wide receivers in points per game? Again, pick points per game and it's PPR so points per reception that's the scoring I used um, and the reason I excluded them was because they didn't play enough games I'll leave you with that and until next week Rush Nation I'll see you then and remember stay in touch with the market bye guys
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.